Thank you for joining us here today at Liberty Church. If this is your first time, let me encourage you to go to libertychurch.life. There you can find out more information about our church or support our ministries financially by clicking on the giving button. Our hope is that as you listen to this sermon, it challenges and uplifts your walk with Christ. Luke chapter 4, we're going to speak from this morning, Luke 4, and verses 35 and 30, I'm sorry, verses 36 and 37 will be the key verses, but I'll, I'll be in the entire chapter. You know, the message this morning uh, I pray that most of them do. There's a purpose. There's a purpose for this word this morning. I was going a different direction earlier in the week, but uh, in my reading, I came across some stuff that I, I'd not seen before. I'd seen before and read before, but it just came out to me different. That's the power of God's word. It's amazing. It's amazing. And so I knew that the Lord wanted me to talk about this this morning. So uh, there's purpose, not just another sermon about the importance of God's Word, but a message of truth that will, I pray, usher in righteousness and eagerness to know Him and to pursue His will more for your life. You know, He, he does have a purpose for your life. He does. And the sooner you understand that and go for it, the sooner you'll understand it much better. The thought that, yeah, God really does have a purpose for me. And he does. And he has rewards for the accomplishments of your life's purpose. He has rewards for your purpose, the life accomplishments. So don't miss out on them. If you do... I'd, um, it's a wasted life. And that's a shame to waste an entire life not following God's purpose for your life. So that's part of my job to get you not to do that. And I pray these messages and messages Pastor John shares with us will help you not to do that, but to follow the will of the Lord. Luke chapter 4, you know, after the wilderness experience we see in Luke 4, we see um, Satan's attempt to uh, defeat Jesus or cause Jesus to sin, but Jesus didn't go for it. He went into the wilderness full of the Holy Spirit, so he was ready to do battle. And he did battle, and he won. Now, I read after uh, the three attempts that Satan made on Jesus to try to get him to sin or to um, pull away from the will of God for his life. The word said Satan left him until an opportune time. You ever read that? I, I hope you have. But you ever thought about that? 
Now, Satan got defeated in the wilderness. He did. And, and, and Jesus defeated him with the word of God. But Satan left him until an opportune time. Satan is not going to leave you alone. If he didn't leave Jesus alone, he's not going to leave you alone. I mean, Jesus full of the Holy Spirit, and I pray that you're full of the Holy Spirit. The devil's not going to leave you alone because you say, I'm a Christian, and I'm full of the Spirit of God, and, and I'm just a good person. He's not going to leave you alone. He's going to keep coming. So that's why you need to keep pursuing the heart of God and know more about the Word of God so you can continue to defeat him. Amen? And the Word says Jesus... <clears throat> Excuse me. Jesus came out of the desert filled with the Holy Spirit and power. I love that. He went in filled with the Spirit, did battle, won, and came out full of the Holy Spirit and with power. That's amazing to me. You know, after we face struggles in life and we hold on to the Lord and trust God, and, and we get through that struggle, we just, we feel so much stronger. Do we not? Amen. Jesus leaving the desert filled with the Holy Spirit, just off of fresh victory, comes to his hometown of Nazareth. And he enters the synagogue to speak, to minister. And here are the first words that Jesus spoke to the Jewish congregation, the believers. He said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me. And I like that little word there, because. Jesus said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because, or for this reason, the spirit of God is upon me. He has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, and to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Now, those were the first words <clears throat> that Jesus spoke in the synagogue after he left the wilderness experience. Full of the Holy Spirit, with power, he spoke these words, the Spirit of God is appointing me to accomplish this, 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 and this. Now, the people marveled at his words, but they ran him out of the temple. Because Jesus said, what I just spoke to you is fulfilled this day. They didn't like that part. The other part they did, but they didn't like this part. Jesus, whom they knew a little bit about, a hometown boy, he was a carpenter's son, lived just around the corner, saying this marvelous prophecy from Isaiah is fulfilled today in him. They didn't like that. And so you, they, they go from being marveled at his words to running him out of town, and attempted to kill him. The Bible says they went to a cliff and wanted to throw him off the cliff. But I love this. The word says Jesus slipped through the crowd. 
Isn't that cool? I mean, he just slipped through the crowd. They had Jesus was going to throw him off this cliff, and all of a sudden they're searching. Where did he go? Did you see him? We just had him in our hand, and now he's gone. Oh, I think that's part of that power of the Holy Spirit. It wasn't time for Jesus to die, and so he wasn't going to die that day. And so he just slipped through that crowd. Praise God. And then he comes to Capernaum, and he entered the synagogue there. But on this day, there was something different. As soon as he entered the synagogue to speak, he noticed a demon-possessed man was there. A demon-possessed man came to church. <laughs> and, and nobody knew he was demon-possessed except Jesus. <laughs> he was the only one. <clears throat> well, maybe should leave that one alone. <clears throat> but, but the demon couldn't be quiet. The demon said immediately, let us alone. I mean, that got everybody's attention, I'm sure. When the demon cried out, let us alone. What do you have to do with us, Jesus? We don't want anything to do with you. But Jesus had something to do with that man that they had possessed. Jesus said, he's anointed me to set the captive free. And so here, here's one that Jesus is about to set free. So he had something to do with that man that was there and to do with those demons. They said, we don't got anything to do with you, Jesus. But Jesus had something to do with them. And so Jesus or the demon said, we know who you are too. You're the Holy One from God. But immediately Jesus responded, be quiet and come out of the man. And the word says the man fell to the ground and the spirit left him. Now, I did a brief study on that word, be quiet. I like it, so I, I, I've got to share this with you. And it simply means muzzle your mouth and make no more sounds. <laughs> so Jesus told the demon, muzzle your mouth quickly and don't let me hear another word. And the demon obeyed, of course. In short, Jesus was saying, shut up. That, that, that's one of the S words we don't like to hear these days, but I think it's a pretty fair word sometimes. He said, shut up and come out of the man. And the word says, they obeyed. Now, let's pick this up. All the people were seeing this who were around them. Let me pick it up in verse 36 and 37. They were amazed and spoke among themselves, saying, What a word this is. For with authority and power, he commands the unclean spirits, and they come out. And the report about Jesus went out into every place in the surrounding region. Isn't that good? They were amazed. <clears throat> That's the first part I caught in these few verses. They were amazed at what they saw in Jesus and at his word. When Jesus' things happen, people will be amazed. When Jesus operates and when his word goes forth, things happen, people will be amazed. 
And people need to be amazed in our day at some good things or Jesus things. It needs to happen today in our day. You know, when you're amazed at something, whatever amazed you has your undivided attention, does it not? These people were amazed at what they heard and what they saw. Their attention, undivided attention, Jesus had it. And I'm thinking if some Jesus things can, can happen in us and we can speak his word like he spoke it, then we're going to get some attention. The people around you, you'll have their undivided attention, I guarantee you. It happened with Jesus, it can happen with us. We, we have to be more like Jesus in short. Amen? Jesus things need to happen in us. I love Acts 10 around verse 30 to 38. The word says how God anointed Jesus and he went about doing good and healing all those who were oppressed by the devil. Jesus was anointed. He took that anointing and he went with it and he got busy doing Jesus things. And Jesus said, I'm sending you now. That's Matthew 28. He said, go. He's sending us now. And so we have every right to do Jesus things. We've been anointed with the Holy Spirit. The Spirit of the Lord is upon us. He has anointed us in the same way that he did Jesus. To speak the word, to, to set at, at liberty those who are captive, to help people get free. He, he's anointed us to do that. The other day I was going through, I was going through town. I left the church. And... Um, Going down Highway 90, Wednesday night, this past Wednesday night. I looked over at um, First Baptist where uh, Pastor David, um, I can't think of his last name, but he's a good guy. Looked over at his church, and um, every time I look over that way, his parking lot's full. Full. And I get on into town, I go down past Gula Street, and I look over at First Baptist, and uh, their lot, the first part of their lot, is a handful of cars there, and I said, hmm, okay, they're kind of like us. But as soon as I look in the back lot, slam full. I'm saying, what, what is up with this? I, I'm going to go talk to those guys, and, and I probably will, and have a good conversation with them about what they're doing. I do know some things already. But I'm also thinking, if we, who are in the full gospel ranks, who for years have proclaimed we are anointed by the Holy Spirit and we're full of power to be witnesses and to speak the word, it's not working.
Now, the Holy Spirit's working. I'm not saying that. The, the Word will work. I have no doubt. But I, it's not working in us. In the manner of reaching out, in the manner of people around us are amazed at who we are and what we were doing. It's not working. So that tells me we need to go back to square one and have another visit with Jesus. That tells me we need to get along with Jesus one more time and say, Lord, you've got to restir me and refire me because on my own, I am missing it. I am not getting the job done. So, Lord, I must have your presence and your power to stir something within me that people will be amazed at what I do and what I say. Amen? I mean, I, I, I want that to happen again because we, we've got to open our eyes and understand something's not working that we personally are doing. Not the Word of God. The Word of God will work. The Holy Spirit will work. Do we have enough of that in us to see the amazing things of Jesus operate in us and through us? So, again, let us go back to square one and restudy this. Take another look at it. Read the gospel again and read Acts again. Let's take another look and see what the Lord would have us to do. And just say, here I am, Lord. Do something with me. Have the heart of Isaiah. Here I am, God. You can send me. I'll do the work. If you send me, I'll do the work. But you've got to empower me. And he will do that. We have no doubt about that. The Lord will empower us to do the work. The question is, do we want to do the work? Now, if we want to do the work... If the desire's in our heart to do the work of God, he will empower us and show us what to do, and then we must do it. A amen? I shared this with the guys Wednesday evening. Last two or three Wednesday nights have been some stirring conversations. I encourage you don't miss the Wednesday evening study and debate, if you will, whatever we, we do sometimes. <laughs> but I, I made this statement. We must look at our ministry, the ministry that he gives us, this way. In one way or another, you are affecting someone's destiny. And that destiny is heaven or hell. There's no in-between. So make it more personal. In one way or another, I am affecting this person's destiny. And which way you want to point them toward, I, I'm sure it's heaven. So um, amazing things need to be happening in us and through us. I don't have all the answers, but we find them in here. We find them right here. And when our heart is attuned before God and says, God, You've got to do it because I can't muster enough strength to do it. Do something with me. And he will. He will. Now, 
the next thing I noticed what these people said in that synagogue in Capernaum, what a word this is. They were all amazed to begin with, and then they said, what a word this is. This is great. We've, we, we've never heard the word like this before. I mean, the people heard the word of God spoken with anointing, and it gripped their hearts. It got their attention, and they wanted to hear more. That's the anointed word Jesus spoke, and he spoke it with authority. And it, it, it just got their attention. And, and what he spoke just touched their hearts. And this is another thing I'm praying. God, give us words, pour into us words that we can speak and that will grip someone's heart. And when you grip someone's heart with the words, they're going to change in one way or another. You, you are affecting their destiny in one way or another. You, you follow with that? So, so God, speak his word. You know, they were saying about Jesus, this man has authority we've never seen before. Oh, the power of the spoken word. It's truly amazing at what it will accomplish, the spoken word of God. We, we've got to get it in us. If you're not reading the word of God, I'm, I, I'm telling you, I'm not asking you, I'm telling you as pastor, read, read it, read it. Read it. Get it all up in you, in your mind, in your spirit, in your heart. Get God's word in you. Because I tell you, eventually it's going to catch on fire. And when it catches on fire in your spirit, it's going to burn. And the anointed word will come out of you, and it will touch someone's ear who needs to hear an anointed word of God, and they will, they will be amazed at what you speak. But you, but you got to get it in you. Philip had it all up in him, God's word and anointing. Philip and um, I forget Acts 8, I think it was, Philip went to Samaria and he preached the word. And the word says that Samaria was filled with great joy because the anointed word was preached to them and it stirred them, it amazed them and great things were done and the entire city was filled with joy. I want to be able to say this about the surrounding cities, our city, all the cities around us, they were filled with joy because finally someone filled with the word of God and not ashamed of it and the anointing of God broke out, and they spoke it, and it just caught on like wildfire and went all over the entire city. Now, I'm not talking about some radical move where people roll over and, and, and try to push you down when they pray for you and see some gold dust sprinkling all over the place or some angels floating over here or... Um, um, Get all that out of your mind. I don't want that around me. Respectfully. Been there, done that, got that shirt. And you can attest to it too, if you're honest with yourself. Something's got to change. I want the real, unadulterated spirit of the living God and his word burning in my heart. 
And I guarantee you, it won't make you act like someone from Mars. Okay? <laughs> it will not. If it does, it'll be in a positive way, and it'll make some serious changes, whoever's around you. So um, I, I, I hear so many of these meetings. I heard one this, this past week. Don't know where, who, whatever, but same thing happened. You, you, you're praying over somebody. They don't move, push them down. <laughs> if you're touched, don't push them down, then your energy can push them down. So push them down. You know, speak some words over them or, or speak something. You know, everybody, every human being has some troubles in some way in their life. And, and some of these, God help us, some of these ministers, they're good at knowing how to speak about someone's trouble sometimes without being really specific. And they'll touch on a troubled area that most humans have. And they get your attention just like that. And you think God has spoken to them. And um, maybe I shouldn't be going there. I'm getting away from what I want to say this morning. But to get back to this, I'm not looking at them. I'm not looking at them. I'm looking at me and God. And that's what I want you to do. You and God. And tell God, here I am. Here I am. I've been through a lot, God. I've seen a lot. I've been mixed up about some things a lot. But, Lord, now life is where I need truth. And I need it to burn in my spirit because I want to take the remainder of my days and run with it like never before. Amen? That's what we need to pray before God and then go after it. Make it happen. And trust it. Trust it. God's word is so true. It's so powerful. I find that more and more the more I read it. I find it just amazing. The other day I was uh, helping Carol um, do some things, take her medicine, et cetera. And uh, she was getting agitated. And um, I said, now, Carol, you just work with me here. We're, we're working together, okay? I know you don't understand what I'm doing, maybe what I'm saying, but you've got to trust me. Then, bam, just like that. My spiritual mind and senses opened. And the Spirit of God is saying, I'm saying the same thing to you and so many others. You may not understand what I'm doing, but you've got to trust me. And when you trust me, I will work in your life. I'll operate through you like you've never seen before. You may not understand it to start with, but he said, trust me. Trust me. Keep walking with me. Keep moving forward. And I'll do some wonderful things in your life and through your life. Amen. And I'm thinking, oh, yes, praise God. Let it happen to me. Let it happen to all of us. So that people who know us and see us will be amazed at what God has done in us. They think they know you. When God does something powerful in you, no, they don't know you. They're going to have to learn you all over again. I mean, you, same way with me. I'm not who I used to be. And I know some people invited some people to church and um, they want to know if I'm still there. I say, yeah, then they hear nothing else. 
Well, just tell them I'm not the same person anymore. And remind them that God can change them and God can change me too. So God has changed all of us. And so let's work together for the kingdom of God and let's move forward for his wonderful kingdom. Amen? And then, lastly, they said, or the scripture said, the report about him went out into every place in the surrounding region. What Jesus did and what he said made headline news of that day. He didn't have to go publish it. He didn't tell his disciples around him, you take this story and you go take it down to local news and put it in a paper, go to the news people and uh, let them talk to you and, and put it on TV. It, it took care of itself. And I'm convinced that will happen. When the amazing, powerful, anointed word starts to burn in us, things will happen that will amaze you, and the word about it will spread. Do you think that's possible? We need to start acting that way. It's possible. I, I'm reading back through uh, the entire Bible, and I, I'm looking at Genesis. I'm seeing where God spoke, and this happened, this happened, this happened. And He told Noah, uh, Adam, name all these creatures, and looking at Noah building this big boat. And God, you can do all that. You can do a lot of things with me. Then He can do a lot of things with you. Amazing things. Things that are different, unusual, but powerful and truthful. Amen. I mean, it may be different. Like, like uh, um, Lamech, Noah's daddy. When, when Noah was born, Lamech said, may he do something that will ease our labor and toil with this ground that God has cursed. Now, I hadn't dove off all into that and studied it out, but he believed Noah could do something different that would help mankind. I'm just thinking we can do something different to help the people around us. We can do something very different if we get it from God and do it it, it, it can be different to people who never heard of it before, but they know it's God. So I believe God can do that with us. Don't you? The report about Jesus went all over the place. When the amazing works and the anointed word occurs, the news of it will spread. I'm telling you, like a fire out of control, it will spread. And I want it to start with us. And it can. If we're willing, it can. I read this story. You know the story. Well, when the word went out about Jesus, people began to search out for him. People began to look for him. They wanted to be around him. You're, that, that could be the same about you in a manner of speaking. When you're, you're full of God's power and his word and his anointing, people just want to be around you. 
People want to go to church where you go to church. Amen. They will. I'm reminded of the Roman military officer who sought out Jesus, a military officer, I mean, hardened, battle-hardened officer, was seeking Jesus. And it wasn't for his own salvation. Maybe that did happen eventually. But he heard that Jesus was doing amazing things. And so he found Jesus, and he said, Jesus, I have a servant who's very sick. And I'd just appreciate it if you'd heal him. And Jesus said, okay, take me to your house. Later on in this chapter, you'll see it. He said, take me to your house. And the Roman officer said, no, Lord. No, Lord. You're a holy man of God, and my home's not worthy to have you. So I, I would feel ashamed to have you anywhere close to my home. But if you speak the word... The power of the anointed word spoken. He said, if you just speak the word, I believe that my servant shall be healed. And Jesus said, I speak it, go on home, your servant's healed. And so when he got there, he saw his servant's healed, and it required what time? It was the same time that he spoke to Jesus. Wow, the power of the spoken word. It's amazing. It's powerful. It's wonderful. Let's get it all up in us. Let the anointing flow in us again and through us that we can reach this generation for the Christ. I, I tell you, something's got to be done. Something's got to happen. And it's got to be different than what we've been doing. Something's got to change. I want to see us grow in grace and grow in God and, and, and taste the anointing once again in the Word of God. And, and so I believe I've got some instruction here. Get back to square one, you and God, and open your heart before Him and pursue it like you'd pursue the biggest diamond in the world because you know when you find it, it'll be yours. Pursue it that way. You'll find it. He'll do something for you, I guarantee you. He'll do it. I'm convinced of it. I'm headed in that direction, and I'm not letting go of it. I know for a fact something's going to happen, and I believe it's going to be very different than the normal events when you hear about great revivals happening here. I don't know what it's going to be, but I just believe something great's going to happen. But I know that you and I, must be in a condition that we can walk with it. That we can somewhat handle what's happening around us with God's direction, of course. I, I want that. I want that. There's a purpose for our lives. And I want us to fulfill that purpose that God has for us. I don't want us to waste our lives. You don't want to waste your life. There's divine purpose for your life. And God will fill you with his anointing and his word. And he'll show you how to go after it. 
And you'll be amazed at the changes it'll make in you and the people around you. Won't be that easy. Wasn't easy for Jesus. <laughs> they threw him out of the first church he started preaching in. <laughs> but he didn't go home and cry. He went to the next church. And things started happening. It can happen with us. We're in the next chapter of our life. It can happen. I'm begging God that it'll happen. Everything in me, I'm begging. God, do it. God, do it. He will. He's not going to turn a deaf ear to us. He hears our cry. And I just believe he's going to answer in a tremendous way. Will you stand with me, please? Let's pray together. Pastor John, come play something for us. I open this altar to you. If you want to spend a few minutes in this altar, I encourage you to do so. Please do. It starts with us, you and God getting together and being very honest with God, saying, Lord, you, you see my past. You know that I've been excited about doing this. I never fulfill it. I want to do this, and I never do it. I want to do your righteous work, but I never do. Say, God, Put a fire in me. Put a fire in me. Do it, God. Put a fire in me that will change me. A fire in me that will purge out those things that hinder me from following your will and doing your work. So I encourage you, get along with God for just a few minutes. And let's pray together. You and God. Gracious God, here we are together with your people in your presence. I know you are here, God. And I know there's a great work that you want to do. We've fought a lot of battles, Lord. We've been through a lot of stuff. But I believe that chapter, that part has ended and there's a new chapter before us. Maybe we've learned a lot from what we have done. Hopefully we have. But I pray, take us now. Pour in us fresh fire from on high. Anointing of your Holy Spirit. And let us begin to feed our spirit with your word. Let your word just get all in us and our mind and our spirit and our heart just all over us. And when the anointing and the word come together, something will happen. And I believe it will amaze people around us. So I pray that for this congregation, Lord. I pray for every person here. Time is too precious to waste. Life is too precious to waste. Help us to use it for the glory of God. From this day forward, the time we have left on planet Earth, let us burn with the fire of God in us, accomplishing your will and helping others, ministering to others. 
I pray that so much from the depth of my heart. Touch your people now and give your angels charge over them, God. Help us to go forth now with your word and your anointing and accomplish the will of God in our life to do things for you that will bring glory to you and honor to you. Not being ashamed of the gospel of God, but running with it like a badge of honor pinned upon us, ministering to those who are in need. Blessed be the name of the Lord God who lives and reigns forever. Blessed be his wonderful name. We worship you. We honor you, God, this day. We worship you and we praise you. And now we thank you for all you're going to do, what you're going to do in us and through us to help the people around us. For your return is soon. And as Scripture teaches, I want you to find us busy with your work. For instance, that majestic name of Jesus, the most beautiful name of Jesus, that we do pray these things together, and we believe them settled in so. Amen. Isn't he a wonderful God? There's no God like our God. He's the absolute greatest. I encourage you, start reading God's Word again. Start, start reading it again. Read it, read it, read it, read it. I mean, sometimes you may have to set aside your favorite show and go read God's Word. That's a battle, isn't it? Because you, you've gotten yourself so adapted to a habit, a habit that's not really doing any good for you. I'm not saying it's a sin, that thing's a sin, but... Sometimes you may have to set it aside and say, I'm going to go read God's Word this next 30 minutes or this hour or whatever. I'm going to dedicate that to God. And watch God move. Watch Him operate. The Lord bless you. I appreciate you being here. Bring someone with you next Sunday. God bless you. You're dismissed. Again, thank you for joining us here today at Liberty Church. If this message touched you in any way, let us know about it. You can connect with us on Facebook or Instagram, or you can send us an email on our website, libertychurch.life. While you're there, consider giving to our ministries financially. Your support helps us reach individuals who have yet to experience the love that God has for them. Again, thank you for joining us, and have a blessed day.